Hello, and thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench. This show has been created and designed by former judge Fred M. Mosley. Please stay connected as you will learn more about the law of the life, how it applies to your life, and so much more. Buckle in. Thank you to everyone that continues to listen to Mosley's Bench. This is Tawanda, and today we're talking about the law of words from Proverbs 18 through 18 and 21. And without further ado, turn the call over to you, Judge Mosley. Thank you very much, Tawanda. As has been mentioned, in this session we're going to share with you, in the time that's allowed, the law. Not the concept, not the precept, not even the principle, but the law of words. And as we go through this study, but also keep in mind that in the short period of time that we have to share with you, we only can scratch the surface of all that is entailed as it relates to this particular law. And as been mentioned before, at some point in time, and hopefully in the very near future, there will be a separate book dealing with the law of words. But in tonight's session, or in this session, what we want to do is just give you an overview of how this law of life is an absolute and how it works in our lives. As always, we give you at least one foundational scripture. In some instances, we give an Old Testament foundational scripture and a New Testament foundational scripture. Then we fill in uh, scripture throughout the Old Testament, into and throughout the New Testament, all of those scriptures coming together to establish each of these laws of life, which we define as an absolute divine rule that governs the consequences of our actions. Now, the foundational scripture that we're going to rely upon for the law of words is found in Proverbs 18:21. Listen closely. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. In other words, everything, not some things, most things, many things, but everything that we say activates either death or life as it relates to that particular circumstance. Another companion scripture is that by our words are we justified and by our words are we condemned. Everything we say, we're speaking justification to that circumstance or we're speaking condemnation to that circumstance. The word goes on to say that we are snared by the words of our mouth. The scripture that supports the fact that a soft answer turns away wrath. The scripture talks about, a, talks about pleasant words. It talks about us sparing our words. It talks about the words of the wise. It talks about the words of a talebearer. Tail it talks about hasty words. And scripture goes on and on and on. And also it says to us, we are accountable for every idle word that we utter. Words are important. The law of words is very important for, that, for us to understand how our words work for us or against us because there's no middle ground. Everything that we utter is a word 
that brings forth good fruit or it brings forth bad fruit. It brings forth life or it brings forth death. Now, we'll also find that the law of words and the law of faith work closely together. And when we utter words, if they are faith-filled words, they will accomplish what they are intended to accomplish. Our faith is activated by our words. You may ask, what do you mean by that? I can have come across a scripture, a promise in scripture that I'm believing for, and I keep that in my mind and in my heart, but I never utter it. I never speak it out. I never make anyone else aware of that promise that has has been made and that I'm holding to my faith for that promise to be fulfilled. And every opportunity I get, I speak life to that promise. I can walk around for years with that promise in my heart and never speak that promise into existence. That promise will be dormant. Now, we're given a pattern. That's another law of life that we're going to discuss at some point in time. But we're given a pattern as it relates to how important our words are. And we find that in the book of Genesis, where we see that in the beginning, God, what did God do? He didn't think. He didn't try to rationalize. He didn't hope. In the beginning, God said, that's a pattern for us, that God said, let there be. And everything God said, let there be, it was, it came into being. That is a lesson for us. Those things that God has promised us, those things he has promised us in his word, those things that he has promised to us by way of a prophetic word, about dream or vision, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, however it may have come, even by and through an angel, whatever God has promised us, then that promise, and we're to add our faith to it, but not just to add our faith to it and hold it within ourselves, but in order to activate that promised word, we must speak to that circumstance or to that situation. And many believers, and certainly the world thinks this is foolishness, but Mm. many believers also think this is foolishness. To have to speak to something, to bring it into being. Mm -hmm. One thing, um, Judge Mosley, I I can't say this is my favorite law because I I think I said that yesterday and I probably say it again tomorrow. (laughs) Um, every day, it, it's just really amazing. However, the law words, I just want to read something here that you wrote, because I, I have something I definitely want to share. And, again, I can't speak for anyone else. However, anyone that's having the opportunity to listen to this, please receive it, because if we're working to become our greatest self and learn to be better, this is going to help you. What you wrote, um, Judge Mosley, we talked about the law of words, and I know everyone's heard life and death is in the power of the tongue. 
And like you said here, yeah. this applies to everything that we say we're speaking either life or death to a situation. Most believers are speaking death to daily circumstances by our words. We're justified. And some people are not even realizing that they're speaking death to their situation and circumstance. To me, I, I, I'm, I, I work as careful as I can to, to be about power, to use power words, to have good vibes, and to stay in prayer all day long just to make sure that I can put out good and that I can receive good. My, my dad, and I used to get my dad because, you know, in no sense, but I used to get my dad about this, and he didn't want to hear it because he was father and I was a kid. But I would say, hey, dad, how you day? Ah, oh, my day wasn't worth a nap. It was horrible. It, it was always negative. And i say, oh, yeah. you know, life doesn't tie the tongue, dad. You can't say it. And he'll say, shut up. He did not want to hear it. But for over two, three decades, that's that spirit that he put off. And in reality, he, he was a wonderful, wonderful, awesome person. I don't think he really realized that, Judge Mosley. I really just see yeah. that life was crappy, and he said it was crappy, and it continued to be crappy every day. <laughs> but I don't think and, he really realized that he was speaking, you know, death and negativity and how bad it affected him and those around him. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tawanda. He, as many others, do not reckon, realize what, that they are speaking condemnation and they're speaking damnation to a particular circumstance. Let me give you a quick example in line with what you're talking about, although it's not yes, exactly, but it makes the point. How many of us are in situations, well, even right now with this pandemic going on, there's so many believers that you may be around on a daily basis, and they'll say to you, this is just terrible and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Now, Tawana, I, I, I'm believing for better. God, God has shown me better. It doesn't matter what happens to the world. Not that I'm not concerned with what happens to the world and to others, but I know what God has promised me. Now, for, for someone mm. to say that in my presence, now watch the mm. law of agreement come into place right here. Mm. And mm. if I agree with what they said, then I have, in coming into agreement, I have voided my prayer, I have voided uh, what I'm anticipating to come forward. I'm voiding the promise that I perceive God has made to me because I have come into agreement with condemnation. And it happens so suddenly and so often we don't realize what we have done. Now, in the employee-employer relationship, how many of us have been mm-hmm. in settings where we had a negative boss? And the boss has mm-hmm. been uttering negative statements all day. And every time mm-hmm. you come into agreement with what is being said, you have voided in many respects what you are hoping for, anticipating, and have been praying for and looking forward mm-hmm. to coming forth in your life. Now, in your situation, you had enough courage in a respectful way with your dad not mm-hmm. to come into agreement with that negativ- negativity. Mm-hmm. But it's all mm-hmm. around us. And, you know, you can mm-hmm. come into active agreement with a negative word, or you can come into implied agreement. You can be watching a news article on television, and mm-hmm. they're talking doom and gloom, and in your heart you say, yeah, that's, that's right. 
That's what's going on. This is probably the next thing that's going to happen. We're not going to have this, that, and the other. And you have come into agreement in your heart. Mm, in the name and of as, Jesus. And you turn and around and speak into existence. Yes. And then you're mm, accountable glory. for it. And you void mm. it what you have been believing for. Mm, this glory. is all words are so subtle. And mm, that's mm, the strategy power. of the enemy is to get us to make statements, condemning statements, as it relates to what we say that we are believing for. We are we ought to be able to, according to Romans four seventeen, we ought to be able to call those things that be not as though they were. Mm. You so know, thing you want to uh, do, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. No, I, I was just gonna say. Um, when I was reading at the bottom part of what you wrote about our words can cause happiness or sorrow, they can give hope or destroy hope. Unkind words said to a spouse or a child can be devastating to the person or the opposite. And, you know, a lot of times, like, people people tell me, you know what, y'all always happy. We're so happy about it. You know, we we have to. And just like you said, we have to speak it into existence. Even if it's raining today, it's not going to rain forever. That's right. Joy comes That's in the right. morning, the sun will shine. Thank God in right. advance for the sun shining. Even if it's another yes. hundred days of rain, the sun is going to shine. Yeah. So yeah, yes. words are power. Words are power. Power. I gotta say, I gotta say well, I, I I told some people in a, in a conference call we had earlier this week about we were doing these calls and they were like, Hey, I'm here. Oh, I barely made it, but I'm here. And I said, You yeah. sound like you're dead. Like, where's your power? Where's your life? Where's your energy? My energy, your yes. energy is synergy. That, that's word. Right. That's power. Yes. Got to go to break. We got to go to break. I, I, I know you're <laughs> ready. I know it. We, we'll be right back. This is Tawanda on behalf of Moses Bench. Today you are listening to former Judge Fred M. Mosley as he talks about and educates us about one of his laws of life. To find out about all 50 Laws of Life, please go to anotherchancemedia.org and pre-order his book and workbook. All right. Talk to us, Judge Mosley. You know, another thing we want to be aware of under the, the law of words, we talked about coming into agreement with negative words, people around us. I heard a, a report earlier today about a sportscaster who made some homophobic remarks, I guess not realizing that he was at a hot mic. And Tawanda, I'm sure you've heard that term, hot mic, before. But what the point I want to make is how your words can affect you so quickly. He was immediately discharged from that position and from another position that he's going to have announcing other sports events. Your words are so very important. What I mean here is that as believers, we have to be Today mindful. you are listening to former judge oh. Fred M. I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. My apologies. Listen. Go ahead, sir. We have to be mindful of our surroundings. We, mm-hmm. When you and I are on this program, yes, we have some light moments. But nevertheless, you and I are cognizant of the fact by your words are you justified and by your words are you condemned. 
And I've seen it on so many programs where people lose sight of the setting that they're in. And they say some things that they ought not to say, and as a result of it, they are snared by the words of their mouth. Quan, have you been in a restaurant uh, just relaxing, having a good meal with some people, and people start to say things about other folks in that setting? And see, when I'm in a restaurant, I always look around to see who's near me. I don't know who's in that booth behind me. I don't know who's in another another seat that's an earshot of what is being said. And wisdom says you are careful in what you say in those settings, in those surroundings, because you somebody in that group may say something about somebody else. You may not utter a word, but nevertheless, you're in the company of those words that were spoken, and as a result, you can be negatively impacted by the words spoken by someone else that you were in a gathering, and that person had authority to take, to take uh, offense against you as it related to it. We have to be careful Mm -hmm. what we say, the settings that we're in, and and also we just talked about coming into agreement with negative words. And I know you have, and I have also heard people say when something has come out of their mouth, and they say, I didn't mean to say that. Mm -hmm. Well, one, let's look at another scripture. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Out of the abundance of your heart, my heart, and the heart of everyone else, the mouth speaks. So most times, I won't go as far as to say all times, but mm-hmm. most in most instances, what comes out of a person's mouth is what is on their heart and how they feel about you. Mm-hmm. Words are so mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. important. So if I'm believing for the salvation of a family member, I've got to speak life into that situation. It does not matter how bad it gets. Now, this isn't easy. I realize that this is not easy. You have a family member. I have a family member that's totally ungodly in all their ways, don't want to hear anything about things that are spiritual, and you have already lifted that person up. By and through prayer, that's another law of life, of course, and you haven't seen any change over the weeks, months, maybe even years, possibly even decades in that person's life. But you know what? You still have to continue to speak to that situation. Speak in salvation into that person. Speak salvation into that person's life until it is fulfilled. And it may not be filled during the lifetime of the person who's speaking it, but nevertheless, we know that is in God's will, and if a person has stood steadfast in that regard, it will come to pass. And that's as it relates to salvation of family members. The same thing with the healing of our bodies, physical healing, emotional healing. To one of some years ago, I probably never would have spoken to my body with a headache until the headache go, go and to, to be gone and not return. Now it's commonplace for me to speak to headaches because I know they don't have any authority over my body, aches and pains that try to come against my body. I speak to them in the name of Jesus, and I expect a desired result. I'm not saying it happens instantaneously, but I do know that this, this law of words does, in fact, work 
if we bring faith-filled words to a situation or to a circumstance. Mm-hmm. Speak, speaking to finances. If we're givers, well, first of all, God promised to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can speak that into my situation, into my family's situation. If I'm a giver and a tither along with that, in some instances I can call forth a return that is corresponding to that. that you can speak to debt and command. Now, you can't speak to debt on one hand and go out and make bills on the other hand. There has to be some <laughs> consistency in, in what we're doing. Because we want to contradict the other. But to one and mm. every component of our lives, projects, opportunities, mm-hmm. we can speak to them, calling them into existence. Because, again, the word says, I can call those things that be not as though they were. Thirty years ago, the Spirit of God gave me the concept of the laws of life. Thirty Over 30 years ago. And to one, I've been speaking to that situation for the last 30 years, and I have seen it progress under the law of progression. And mm-hmm. right now, when I look back over what God has brought it, and furthermore, what I know he has promised, where he has promised to take it, it, it excites me because I see the law of faith, the law of words, and all of that at work at the same time. Mm-hmm. The law of words. And unfortunately, very few believers are operating on the positive side of the law of words. And we mentioned you know, few... Go ahead, please. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll say it when you finish. No, we, fit, we mentioned a few when we're dealing with the law of health, how we, we say that we want to be well and we speak illness and sickness to our surroundings and to our bodies. And I used this example the other day. People saying, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of her. I'm sick of the other. other. They're calling in sickness into their bodies. Now, if I'm praying to be healed of a wellness, but then again, I'm speaking sickness in in my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I'm voiding the laws that deal with health and sound mind, Mm -hmm. which the Lord has promised. Mm-hmm. So words are very, very important. And you almost have to retrain your vocabulary because most of us have been around negative speakers much of our lives. Some have, have not, but many of us have. And you'll say some things, and the Spirit of God will convict you in a way that, you know, I shouldn't have said that because that is contra- contrary to what I'm believing for. And as we grow in faith, we become much more cognizant of what we're saying, how we're saying it, and what we allow people to bring us into agreement concerning. And sometimes silence is agreement. You can Mm -hmm. be in a setting and somebody's espousing something that totally is contrary to what you're believing for, and you have a duty to speak in that circumstance. And if you don't speak, then you have brought yourself into implied agreement. There's expressed agreement and there's implied agreement. They're, they're both bring you under the law of accountability and responsibility. So the mere fact that there was a circumstance wherein I should have spoken life into that situation, if I fail to speak life, then I have maybe brought myself under the law of death 
in that particular circumstance because I did not speak life to it when I had an opportunity to do so. The law would. A couple of things. I know we only have about five minutes. Um, You said here a teacher who teaches students can cause false beliefs or can put students on the right path. And I can think back to a teacher I had when I was in third grade. Her name was Miss Shelley. And that woman was so wonderful, so sweet. Spirit was so sweet. And, again, that was when I was in the third grade, probably around 1985. And it's 2020, and I'm still talking about it today. What people don't realize is you can have one encounter with someone and can treat them kind or say something to them, and it could impact and change your life forever. And the last thing I want to say is this. Well, two more things. The second thing is, if you are a person that is struggling with finding those words, find positive associations. Find people who are positive, who speak life. And I promise you, it will become a habit of yours as well when you are around that. And that is what I always try to offer my dad because he was always so negative because that's what his circle was like. And the last thing is, and I'm going to make in my corner, if you are listening and you're having a hard time, because we want people to exude positivity, you know, you want to smile more. Smiling is, is good. Smile, smile because it makes your heart smile. Listen, listen to good things, good vibes, personal development. Say good things to people. Hey, you look good today. Da, da, da. People will say good things back to you. We got to practice to get this thing right because some people have been in bad environments and situations and they're not used to good words, strong words, and powerful words. But I promise you, if you let it into your life and into your heart and into your soul, you'll get it back and you'll give it. So that is my tips and just thoughts to anyone when you think about the law words because they're so, so powerful. Go ahead, Judge Mosley. And you make an excellent point, Tawanda, that they're so very powerful. And one thing I notice about being around people who espouse negativity is that if you're around them long enough, it just drains you. It Mm -hmm. drains your energy. It drains you of positivity. It drains you of being exuberant about what God has promised you. And to one, as you pointed out, that's one of the ways that you can assist your emotional state and your attitude towards life is being around positive people as much as you can. And in some instances, you have to learn to discipline yourself to the extent that you just can blot out negative words, negative statements, and just a spirit of negativity. That's something about an atmosphere, mm-hmm. about the atmosphere in a room. An atmosphere can be a light atmosphere, a jovial atmosphere, until a negative person walks into the room. Mm-hmm. And if you pay close attention, the atmosphere, even before that person says anything, the atmosphere of that room will change because of the negativity that that person brings. But just the opposite is also the fact that a person who brings a positive outlook, a person who's speaking positive words, a person who is encouraged in life, when that person comes in, it lifts the heavens from the room and off the people in the room if they will come into agreement with the spirit that that person has brought in. So our words are so very important. 
in every aspect, every component of our lives. And also, we want to be careful about, in view of the fact that we're accountable for every outer word. And I think I've alluded to this before. But, yes, as believers, we ought to have some light moments and some jokes and some belly laughter, not just surface laughs, but some, some belly laughs. But on the other hand, we have to be careful when we're around people who are not talking about anything worthwhile. Just foolish talking, and that's the only thing you know you're going to get out of them is foolish, unproductive words. You need to limit your exposure in settings such as that because mm-hmm. you're, we are accountable for every. Now, that's a powerful statement. We are accountable right. for every, not some, but every outer word. The law of words. Very, That's very right. important. And there you have it. And we are out of time. Again, this is Swan on behalf of Mosley's Bench. And tonight you heard Judge Mosley talk about the laws of words. Coming from Proverbs 18. Coming from Proverbs 18 and 21. And to get more information about this law in particular, please definitely check out the information at the end of the show in order to purchase this law life. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Mosley's Bench with former Judge Fred M. Mosley. To get more information on Fred M. Mosley, Mosley's Bench, The Laws of Life, or the nonprofit organization Justice Ministries, please tune in to the website at lawsoflifecourt.com or justiceministriesintl.com. Once again, that's lawsoflifecourt.com or justiceministries, intl.com. Thank you.